0: Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk ladies and gentlemen it is christmas eve eve and that means it's time for a mile high podcast with quick hits starring dave with a special guest tonight chrissy dave that was really close you almost nailed that intro i was voice. close you're <laughs> so close yeah welcome to the <laughs> second episode of the mile high podcast quick hits uh i'm your host dave um yeah, this is, like I said, this is the second episode. Uh, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays. Uh, we, it is Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, it's, uh, last night was solstice. Uh, a couple days ago was the end of Hanukkah. We have Kwanzaa coming up. But today is Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Um, and it's only appropriate that uh, a, a devout atheist and an agnostic <laughs> are are... Hosting the show tonight. So festivist for the rest of us. Uh, I want to air my grievance. Christy, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to have you think of a grievance that you're going to air. But uh, we were having a little bit of a side chat before the show started. And we were talking about how shitty Facebook is. Um, And you're watching this on Facebook. So it has some purpose in life. Uh, But my grievance is with Facebook. Uh, I was telling them that I can't post anything. I'm like literally locked out of Facebook for 30 days. Uh, because I called a guy a potato. And not only did I, I called the guy a potato, yes, um, but I didn't post the comment. I literally just wrote the comment and the little community standards warning like, hey, are you sure you want to post this because it goes against community standards? I said, no, Facebook warning. Thank you for that. Um, I have thought better of my actions. And so I will delete this comment. And then I did. And then I went back in and I was still blocked for 30 days for calling a guy a potato. I got called like, you know, a week ago, I, some dude said, suck my dick. You fucking commie," And I reported that comment and like, ah, that's fine. Yeah. He didn't mean anything by it, but call a guy a potato and you're locked out for 30 days. So my grievance right now is with Facebook. Um, so, um, uh, you guys, whoever's on the comment board, please comment. Uh, Christy here, she's going to uh, try to reply to all those comments as best as she can. Um, <laughs> and let's be honest, probably the only people watching tonight are going to be our families. So you yeah, if so you comment, me, it's going to be like our families anyway. <laughs> uh, so with me tonight, um, not new to the Mount High podcast, she actually made an appearance on uh, our um, Welcome to the Neighborhood show uh, a couple months back. Uh, this is my cousin, Christy Potter a.k.a. Marvel aficionado. Welcome to the High <laughs> Podcast officially as a guest, Chrissy. How are you?
1: I am so happy to be here, Dave. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to have you on. Um, we were talking about, like, what should we talk about? There's, like, been no pop culture news whatsoever going on. Um, <laughs> she's not really into Mandalorian, which is, like, that's, like, the only pop culture conversation is all about Star Wars. But then she told me that she was a MCU nut. So uh, there's a lot of news that came out about the MCU. um, So I'm excited to talk about that tonight. Uh, But first of all, what is your grievance you wanna air on this most holy of holy days Festivus?
1: I mean, I'm probably just going to say the same thing most people are gonna say right now. I've I've had it with the anti-maskers. It's just, I don't know how to convince you. You need to care about other people. And it just seems like a conversation we shouldn't have to have in 2020 but here we are constantly i mean i've lost friends over their side that they took on the whole mass debate and it just i'm done with it i'm done with it
0: i'm done with it <laughs> just put the fucking mask on i mean i swear to god like people come into my store for like 10 seconds and then they don't wear a mask i'm like hey put a mask on I'm like i'm only gonna be here for 10 seconds like yeah just put the mask on for 10 fucking seconds how is that really going to affect your life in any way no but it could possibly protect my staff who's you know some of them are on the little bit on the older side um i literally have two people that are just about the same age as my mom who work for me and you know you you don't want to wear a mask fine don't wear a mask um outside if you don't want if you want to have a party fucking i don't care um you come into my store just wear a mask dude 10 seconds for christ's
1: sake yeah thankfully i don't work with the public anymore but i still run into people at my local grocery store And I just, I have to avoid people because I know I'm at the point Well, I'll I'll get in those confrontations now. Six months, a year ago, I wouldn't have any more. If I'm face-to-face with somebody making a decision like that, I can't bite my tongue anymore. And as the uh,
0: member of the local elementary school
1: PTO, I can't start brawls in the middle of the ice cream aisle. So,
0: no but you have a a sweet husband that will always have your back and he can take those brawls for you
1: oh yeah he's already been a few brawls in his store because he's the same thing he deals with people in the public and they do the same thing he got flipped off the other day and i can't blame him for almost strangling somebody but he's yeah restrained himself so far so
0: (laughs) that's all you gotta do You you know we're all when everybody says we're all in this together like You know, there's it's like we're half in together and we're half not in together. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the people who are very, they're very passionate on both sides. Um, But one side is continuing to make this thing a problem. And the reason I can't go to a fucking concert is because people want to wash their hands and put on their goddamn mask. So, um, Christy, I love that. Wear your fucking mask and Facebook. um, You are a bag of potatoes. You really are. So... (laughs) All right. So we talked a little bit about uh, you when you um, stopped by um, uh, a couple months ago and you talked a little bit about how I uh, terrorized you as a child. And um, I'm very proud of those moments to be realistic, Um, but we don't really know a lot about you. So you said you're a member of the PTO. Where do you live? What do you do? And uh, yeah, that's it
1: um okay well i feel like i'm the least interesting person on the planet but let's see if i can spin this in a desirable way yes i am a mother of two to your friend mike potter we've been together 17 years now i think um You're i've welcome. mostly been raised here in good old Granby, colorado i was here with Dozer um this last summer i was here for the second large wildfire in colorado history so most of my important events in my life have been in, tied to this stupid little town that i love <laughs> um yeah. now I, you know i tried my hand at teaching that did work out to so know i just work at a bank and i just yeah, you know, i need to live not like it is what it is
0: <laughs> yeah you know you guys you live in god's country there is no we won't get into that, but you live in like the most beautiful place in the world. Um, a place so beautiful that I, um, I, you know, for those who are watching, who are not involved in our family, um, I write a series of books called the race through space. I'm set in this fictional town called mountain view, Colorado. And it's basically Granby because Granby and winter park and Frazier, that whole area up there is fucking gorgeous. Uh, Google it. It's really fucking beautiful up there. And uh, Chrissy lives Chrissy's backyard like overlooks like this vast expanse of mountains it is unfucking believable um but it was kind of scary this summer uh why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened this summer
1: yeah um so that was traumatic <laughs> we do our street that we live in is like at the top of the mesa, the last street in town so our backyard literally just looks out over an expanse of mountains and um Trees, and tundra, and blah blah blah. So the fire had been burning for ten months, um, burning pretty slow and low. We couldn't see much. There was a couple of, of smoke, and the wind really picked up. But there was one day in October. I it's burned deep in a memory. <laughs> the fire jumped over the highway, uh, Highway 125, and it started climbing up the mountain here towards town. And from our back deck, we could literally see it climbing over the mountain. Mm. I'd run out into all our neighbors outside looking at it recording but then the worst part is the wind was insane that day just see the orange flames and the smoke just spread across the side and you just know Grand Lake's gone you're mm-hmm. sitting there knowing people living there there's no time to evacuate how fast that sucker was moving and you just saw the flames and it just Cameron and I my son we just broke down in tears and we're seeing everybody on Facebook like oh you know we made it out okay we left our cat behind one of my friends her cat ran away thank god her cat was okay when she got back but I mean it was insane how fast it moved and now that people have been able to get back up there like you can see like you know tornadoes Mm. houses this literally happened with the fire trees there's green trees and then trees completely demolished one house is perfectly fine another house completely gone it just moves so fast that they would literally skip right over different structures um it was terrifying it was a horrible experience um the one positive will, we're all really torn apart right now because of politics and everything but It was really nice to see our town really come together and kind of put all that aside. And I mean, there were so many fundraisers. There's so many people reaching out, you know, Hey, I've got a place to say, Hey, I can take pets. Like people moved out 200 horses in like an hour. I mean, the ability to come together in such an event like that was a positive in such a shitty year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, After the show, Chrissy's going to load into the comments. Uh, some of the pictures from her backyard. I mean, they were unreal, apocalyptic looking, um, and uh, the fact that uh, their house was spared it's it's very lucky because those flames got close, man, and got scary. I can only imagine what's like actually being you know you know very close to this fire your whole life just like you know you don't know what's going on, man. So I'm so lucky. Uh, I'm so happy that everything. Yeah, you, know, you guys were okay, and that the house made it out okay. And man, scary, but uh, you made it through, dude. You made it through. Just another fucking um, hurdle in the year that is 2020. It's a year full of hurdles. That was a major one, but you made it over, and it's almost over, dude. So good job, congratulations. I'm glad that you guys are okay.
1: Yeah, we're still unpacking from our evacuation because we're like that. So. <laughs> we're just gonna draw it out as long as we possibly can (laughs) (laughs) that's funny
0: all right so uh, a part of the mall high podcast uh even on these quick hits we always like to talk about what we're watching uh we're kind of coming up to the end of the the season or the mid-season finales on a lot of shows uh season finales on some other shows so there's not a ton to watch right now Uh, a lot of stuff to go back and watch uh so christy uh what are you watching these days
1: (laughs) a lot of TikTok. (laughs) I do, I, you know, I'm rewatching Marvel movies, and I'm on TikTok all the time. It's pathetic, and I'm a sad, sad person. But I enjoy it, and it makes me happy. So I'm not gonna apologize any more than that.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't. Don't ever apologize. Like my <laughs> my wife, uh, she's always on TikTok, and my kids on like that. Is, that is how people consume entertainment. You know, we were watching shows on DVDs and Blu-rays. That was how we got entertainment, and then we got Netflix. You know, kids nowadays have started off with Netflix and they're working their way to like YouTube and TikTok and shit, and that's you know, it's just the progression of how entertainment is consumed. Um, make sure you guys follow Mike Santori and the Santori project on TikTok because very good. He's a great dancer. Um, so uh, are you listening to any podcasts or reading any books or anything?
1: Is somebody from was, did i freeze or did they freeze
0: who knows who knows who froze okay. <laughs> that that's how it is she lives up in the fucking mountains so, so her <laughs> and i have a 13 year old kid who loves playing xbox it takes up all my data <laughs> so one of us is gonna freeze it's just you know you just gonna have to deal with it that's how we're fucking doing this shit in 2020 so uh christy are you watching anything or listening to any podcasts or reading any books
1: um well, I will put out a quick, since I'm on TikTok, I will say Amanda's TikTok, t- TikTok page is one to watch. Amanda um, she, who? Uh, Ama- Amanda Hawkins. Amanda. Thank you. You got
0: to remember, like there might be like one or two people who don't you know, know who we are that don't know that I'm related to Amanda Hawkins. Uh, Amanda will be on uh, season three of the High podcast. Uh, we signed her up for the best concerts episode, which will be coming up uh probably early february of 2021 so yeah amanda hawkins go follow that tiktok page uh, yeah pretty good stuff any yeah. are you listening to any podcasts are you you share the love of podcasts like i do are you listening yeah. to any good podcasts right now
1: you know i'm sticking with my favorites i uh do pod save america um last podcast on the left abe lincoln's top hat um i dig into some like um crime junkies the newer one um Scared to Death with Dan Cummins. He's one of my favorite comedians. Scared to Death is a wonderful podcast. A little bit of scary. Him and his wife are funny. If you haven't heard that one, Dave, you should listen to that one.
0: Scary. Writing it down.
1: Scared to Death podcast planner. Yeah, I've tried. I am super picky with my podcasts. Mm. If people have an annoying voice or they stay off topic for too long or there's some of those where they like try to act out things and that one, those are gone. I'm done with those. Those are stupid. So I just, I tend to stick with some of the ones I like every now and then I'll find a new one I like, but it's been a while since I found a good new one.
0: So I, I love podcasts and you know, my repertoire is like the last podcast on laugh and a lot of shows uh, that are from that particular network. The two best podcasts I listened to last year, uh, one was the office ladies. I love listening to office ladies. Uh, and not only that, it's allowing me to go back through and watch the office again. So, um, I'm enjoying the hell out of that, but the best podcast of last year was no dogs in space, uh, by Marcus parks from last podcast on the left. And it's a, um, a deep dive into the roots of punk, like 1970s American and British punk rock um he started with iggy pop and the stooges and he just wrapped up with joy division and it's opened up a whole new genre of music to me that i'm just like totally falling in love with again especially since a lot of this music was from the 80s and i really dig 80s music Mm -hmm. um so i'm really digging that um but what i'm watching right now mando it's all about mando it's all about baby yoda slash grogu um I can't spoil it because you'll—I'm sure you'll eventually watch it. But I mean, I this last season was great, but it ended in such a, a spectacular way. Um, so if you haven't seen Mando, uh, definitely, uh, definitely check that out. Um, it leads right into a whole like franchise of Star Wars shows coming to Disney Plus, and most of them are produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who are two of the most brilliant Ooh. Star Wars minds in John history. Favreau. Thing. Yep. John, uh, me james and i uh we have a fondness for john favreau um because he is so underrated i mean he fucking started uh the mcu we're gonna the whole show is about the mcu and it started with john favreau he fucking created elf for christ's sake it's the best christmas movie um since christmas vacation in scrooge hands down i know you might not like it i think i came across no, a fa- oh, I I agree. Came-
1: i'm not even a big old Ferrell fan i oh, love Elf. Yeah. fantastic
0: yeah. um lion king a jungle book uh swingers chef i mean john favreau is oh. so underrated like I, when i think of like the best directors that are around it's like spielberg gets all the credit uh martin scorsese gets all the credit um uh, quentin tarantino christopher nolan and Jon Favreau is never mentioned in that, that grouping of directors. But just look at what he's done. Um, I mean, he should be in the top two or three directors right now. I mean, the stuff he's doing is brilliant. And what he, he fucking invented Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda has taken the world into its bosom and snuggled it. And in a world of shit of 2020, we can look at Baby Yoda fucking cooling because Mando found out his name and every time he says name, Baby O is like, what? Huh? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the brightest spots of 2020 and it's from John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So uh, I cannot recommend Mandalorian season two enough. Uh, if you don't watch any episode, literally just watch the season two season finale. I mean, fucking will blow your mind away. It's absolutely incredible. Um, but like I was saying, we're talking about the MCU tonight and we can thank John Favreau, uh, his love of pop culture, his love of comic books, and his fucking super ballsy decision to cast Robert Downey Jr., who was definitely on the downside of his career. Yep. Um, and they fucking started a whole franchise. And the shit that we're talking about tonight is literally just if it wasn't for John Favreau creating Iron Man, we we wouldn't have this show because nobody would give a fuck about Marvel right now. Yeah. Um, but just like, I have three pages of outlines. Uh, those of you at the Mont High podcast <laughs> know that I love to write outlines. Every show I have an outline. I have literally three pages of outline for the MCU. I'm, so, and I want to <laughs> say, so thank you, John Favreau for giving me and my sweet, sweet cousin shit to talk about here on Christmas Eve. Eve. So Christy, what is your relationship yeah. to the MCU um and uh how did let's do a recap what did you think of the first couple phases of marvel um and like what is your relationship to marvel
1: you know okay it started out i was just a fan of robert downey jr so i'm like okay i'll check out iron man and so it started pretty casually you know we went on, you know went on a couple dates a couple movies kind of got interested um skipped over some movies. I thought originally that the Captain America movies looked really boring, which I completely regret now. And I'll point out why in a little bit. Um, So it was very, very casual in the beginning. I'd say it's only in the last year where I finally began to understand the beauty and the magic that is the entire MCU. And so I went back and watched all the movies that they had skipped because I wasn't interested before. I hate Donald Trump and Chris Evans hates Donald Trump and so therefore he is to me the real Captain America because he just calls out Trump shit on Twitter all the time and I love it so then I had to go and watch all the movies again because I saw it from a whole new frame of mind and then I started reading all these different crazy theories about the MCU um, I'll give TikTok credit because there are some really amazing Marvel fans out on TikTok doing some really awesome videos. They're posting, you know, little inside tips, things that'll blow your mind. And it's just been opening an entire new thing for me. And I thought I was a huge Marvel ner- nerd until I started really exploring it. And I realized I am only at the tip of the iceberg as far as considered.
0: Oh Yeah, you're talking about Marvel. I mean, the MCU is kind of like the upper layer of the earth and then below your feet is like you know 20 miles of rock Uh, there's so much to unpack from marvel and uh, i uh kevin feige really is putting it all out there he's like there's a lot of history with marvel and i'm gonna do my best to give you every detail you possibly can i'm gonna bring all these storylines to life um tell me uh, give me a little recap of what you thought of uh, the first couple phases all the way up to endgame. game
1: um yeah no i thought all the movies individually were strong and then when they started getting connected i i just don't think it could have done, been done any better i thought it was fantastic i was a huge joss whedon fan because i'm a buffy nerd um that was one eight year phase of my life i've moved on from it a little but when i knew that he was gonna be um he directed right
0: mm-hmm. he's okay. the first avengers
1: the first first and second right or just the first maybe the second too okay when i knew he was going to be directing i was super excited i thought he did a fantastic job i thought um the first avengers movie was just amazing like i remember sitting at the movie theater and just like mouth open like tearing up at the right important parts and just being completely blown away and so i was especially hooked after that and um I think Endgame is probably, or not, no, I think Infinity War is probably one of the strongest in the movies, Mm. but the ending of Infinity War might be some of the best like movie magic ever made. And it still makes me cry every single time I watch Spider-Man come swinging back into the scene. It's amazing. I love it.
0: (laughs) So, uh, I mean, what I think Marvel movies were fantastic. I mean, you know, John Favreau obviously started the whole thing. Um, I'm not a huge Joss Whedon fan, but he did a great job with Avengers. But it wasn't until they brought in the Russo brothers that you put the Russo brothers with Kevin Foggy that it just like took off. Um, I mean, you look at Captain America, Civil War, uh, mm. Winter Soldier, um, you have Infinity War, you have Endgame. I mean, absolutely, like those two. Uh, directors like really shaped what the MCU is going to be now. And then I, one thing I really loved about the first half also was um, they were experimenting a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, they brought in Peyton Reed to do, originally it was going to be Edgar Wright to do Ant Man. So if you know Edgar Wright, he does like the Shaun of the Dead movies, uh, Baby Driver, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, he left early on in the Ant Man movie. Uh, But then they brought in Peyton Reed, who, coincidentally enough, directed season two finale of Mandalorian. Uh, He brought in Ant-Man and made it a comedy. I mean, like a comedy heist movie. Um, So, you know, they're letting directors be their artistic selves. They're trying different things. But then they give all these toys to the Russo brothers. Uh, Taika Waititi. I didn't even mention Taika Waititi and his take on Thor. I mean, that resurrected that whole franchise. And then when you put all these toys with the Russo brothers, they know exactly how to play with them. Um, So my biggest fear going into these next few um, phases is that the Russo brothers are off doing their own thing. Mm. They got paid by Netflix or whoever. So they're off doing their own thing. Um, And so now it's left to Payne Reed coming back to do uh, the next Ant-Man and uh, Wasp movie. Uh, But I don't really even know. You have another Taika Waititi movie. You have a – uh, James Gunn doing Guardians again, but we don't know who's in charge of the Avengers movie if there's going to be an Avengers movie. So uh, let's talk about these next couple phases. Let's talk about the movies first, and then we'll talk about the shows a little bit. Um, you have your little. Do you have your outline, Christy? Because we're going to go think, through this.
1: All um, right, I'm, I'm going to call out our moms real quick. Our moms haven't seen um, any of those movies. What
0: the <laughs> What's wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Your mom specifically hasn't seen Endgame or Infinity War. My mom apparently hasn't seen any of them. So we're failing as children, Dave. (laughs)
0: What? How? Why are we doing failing? I have a podcast (laughs) that literally talks about these movies like all the time. It's not like it's any secret. They could have very well have like they're just cheap. My dad doesn't want to go on pay per view and like buy the movie off of. (laughs) Now it's too late. Now it's on Disney Plus, and there's no way they can get it back. that's their... I have no sympathy for them. They. It was their own fault. Hell no. I'm not taking any blame <laughs> for this. Um,
1: All right. Just thought I'd I, tell you.
0: <laughs> I will say, though, my, my mom is cool enough, though, that she has watched um, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, uh, which is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Um, she's cool enough to have seen that, at least. So we'll give her credit for that.
1: Well, then my four-year-old's the cool... Let's get on the planet because he's seen it for like the last two years. Your no, kids, it didn't come out kids, You have ago. pretty cool
0: kids, I have to say. They're, they're, they're very right. manly kids. All they're right. all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to rip down these like 500 movies that Marvel has coming out. And I just want to hear your impression um, and if you're excited for it or if you're like, me. So we're going to start yeah. off with the often delayed Black Widow, which probably is going to end up uh, coming to Disney plus direct instead of going into the theaters or do it like a a wonder woman kind of thing where it's, you know, both. Um, Black Widow is the first movie after Endgame, Right. So what do you think black widow?
1: Um, I think she's a perfectly fine character. I love her as part of the team. Scarlett Johansson does a great job. Will it hold its own as its own movie? A little skeptical. It might be a stretch.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how um, kind of revisiting a character that uh, and a storyline that is pre MCU, um, how that's going to tie into the whole thing, but uh, we'll see. Um, after that, I didn't even put this on the uh, on the outline because there's so many movies coming out, I forgot. But the Eternals with Angelina Jolie and uh, Camille Nangiani, one of my favorite oh. comedians. What do you think oh, about yeah. that one?
1: Um, well, it wasn't on the outline, and I haven't seen it pop up on TikTok, so I'm afraid I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have no, I have no idea who the Eternals are. I have no idea how this is going to affect the the MCU. Um, but that movie leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, where Wanda is reportedly WandaVision, uh, and Scarlet Witch is reportedly the big bad for that movie. So. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the first Doctor Strange and what do you think about uh, this one?
1: So by the time I got to Doctor Strange, I started watching the movies because I knew it was part of the storyline. So I wasn't like super stoked to watch Doctor Strange. I like Benedict Cumberbatch, right? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. <a> <laughs> I like him. It looked okay. I was super impressed by the end of the movie. I thought it was a really compelling character. Obviously, it was a good storyline. Um, so when I see this trailer for the second one, I think this is going to be like the next big kickoff because it is bringing in that multiverse, and I know that's like the next big part of the MCU is this multiverse because I know that's part of several different upcoming uh, movies, not the shows, though, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. I really. Oh, don't. okay.
1: From what from what from the research I did on TikTok. <laughs>
0: Research and TikTok, no, have, this is amazing. the first time ever that the word research <laughs> and t- TikTok have been in the same sentence.
1: Hey, I used to write English papers based on what I saw in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It can happen, bud.
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough.
1: No, it looks fantastic. I'm super excited about this second Doctor Strange.
0: Uh, right after that, we have Thor, Love and, Love and Thunder. Uh, Natalie Portman made a uh, brief cameo back in I think it was Infinite, no, it was um, Endgame. Uh, she plays Jane uh, who gets stricken with cancer and she is worthy enough to wield near um, <laughs> and she becomes Lady Thor and in that movie, Christian Bale is the big bad. He plays Gore the God Butcher who That'll I hear is bad. very bad. I don't really know who he is uh, but everybody's very excited so what do you think of Thor, Love and Thunder with a Lady Thor?
1: Uh, the Thor movies are fantastic. I skipped right over Thor Ragnarok. That movie itself could, I could talk about it for another 45 yeah. minutes. Jeff Goldblum, first of all. <laughs> what Icing on the cake in that movie. But no, I'm looking forward to the next Thor. Um, Natalie Portman's fine. She doesn't bother me. Christian Bale, though, as a villain anytime is going to be a winner. He's Fantastic and I don't think he could do any wrong. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one.
0: Yeah, I think that one's gonna be good. And it's uh being directed by Taika Waititi. Um if you haven't seen uh what the fuck uh the shadows. Um what the fuck? Uh come on, Christy, help me out here. Uh what do we do in the shadows? Um he created that movie. (laughs) Um What We Do in the Shadows, great fucking movie. Um, and then he went off and did uh, Jojo Rabbit, which was unbelievable. And in between, he did Thor Ragnarok. I mean, this guy's pretty brilliant himself. I, and so I'm very excited for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, and that leads into Black Panther 2. And uh, part of one of the shittiest things about 2020 is we lost uh, T'Challa this year. Um, and they have announced that they're not going to recast T'Challa. Um, they're gonna concentrate more on what's going on in Wakanda. Um what do you think? how do you, you know who's gonna take over the Black Panther mantle? and uh, how excited are you for this movie?
1: Um, excited with just that little bit of apprehension because it is gonna be a little tricky. Um, i I do love their immediately saying we're not replacing him immediately that they're going to focus on something else Wakanda is a fascinating storyline in itself um I hear they're going to focus on his sister is probably one of the main characters um she's amazing I mean there's so many strong characters just that were um like sidekicks in the movie so I mean definitely do something with it I'm glad that they're not going to replace him immediately in this movie um I saw a lot of really good names come up um, for possible replacements when they do get there but i have to admit i must be out of loop or getting old because i didn't know who half of them were That's funny.
0: um <laughs> i hope it's either sherry uh, black panther and she becomes black panther in the comics um but killmonger would also be a great black panther i mean uh he was redeemed at the end of that movie and we don't really see him die like we assume he's dying but you don't see him die so (laughs) he could very well um take over as black panther and not be that like jaguar he was he would actually be able to take over the mantle as black panther um so i think those two would be great um i'm excited for it i think black panther was top five for the marvel universe so far so i'm excited for that yeah now, we're going to talk about the movie that I am fucking jacked about. I'm so, I have been a Spider Man fan since I was eight or nine years old. I am still my favorite comic book character. Um, this MCU version of Spider Man is unfucking real. Um, I guess Into Spider Verse is probably one of the best comic book movies ever. Um, and so, we're going into a similar movie a spider-man multiverse movie they're bringing in toby Maguire. they're bringing in andrew garfield uh andrew molina is coming in from spider-man 2 to um be doc ock uh mm-hmm. jamie fox is coming back as electro um i think they're signing up for a sinister six movie which is gonna be fucking badass um man i am jacked about the spider-man movie <laughs> tell me about it what do you think about it
1: oh i'm excited um I ignored the first thousand times my kid watched um, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and then I sat down and watched it. I was blown away. What a fantastic, what a fantastic concept. And then when I started seeing that they were going to be bringing back like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, first of all, I love Tobey Maguire as the, his first Spider-Man movies. The other two were obviously not that great. Um, Andrew Garfield was not my favorite Spider-Man Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man, but yeah, that could just be—I <laughs> mean,
0: absolutely—he's
1: fantastic. Any movie with him is going to do great.
0: Yeah, I think Tom Holland is Peter Parker. You know how Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He, uh, Toby McGuire was great. I really enjoyed him, but he was a 25-year-old dude playing a kid. Uh, Tom yeah. Holland looks like he could be Peter Parker in high school. I mean, he has a very young look about him. Uh, but he also just nails that Brooklyn accent, or the Bronx... Uh, no, Brooklyn. Queens.
1: Um, Is he from Queens?
0: Queens? Queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Queens. Thank you. Um, no, he nails it. I think he's great. And just to see the three of them kind of get mm-hmm. together, because they're all very different takes on Spider-Man, so it'd be cool to see him. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, so, like I'm I, I said, they're sitting the-
1: the Green Goblin too, didn't they see that? Um, um I
0: hope so. Willem Defoe he's getting William
1: Defoe, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he comes back. Um I also hope they bring in Venom from uh Tom, oh, Tom uh, Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Venom oh. was pretty decent. Um it was hard to watch a Venom movie without Spider Man. Like you can't yeah. have Venom without fucking Spider Man because Venom is literally, you know, a clone of Spider Man or a symbiote of Spider Man. Um so hopefully yeah. he they can bring that all together. Um, that'd be fucking sick if they can. <laughs> All right. And then rounding it out for the Marvel movies coming up. Marvel owns the likes of Fantastic Four and X-Men. Um, X-Men are noticeably ab- absent from this list that uh, Disney announced mm-hmm. but they have announced a Fantastic Four movie. So we're going to go over and see like who would we cast in the roles of the Fantastic Four. Not my favorite um, series or my favorite comic book um, group mine is always going to be the x-men but mm. fantastic four is cool they started the marvel team so let's go ahead and cast it uh, who do you think is going to be mr fantastic
1: well let me just say real quick you know how you were saying that um mcu wouldn't be what it is without john favreau i had a not been jan john favreau i think those movies could have ended up like the fantastic four movies from the early 2000s had it not been for someone like him because those movies were awful compared to the superhero movies we have now thank god they're doing it over again it needs another shot because they are compelling characters susan's susan susan uh susan storm's supposed to be like one of the strongest characters in the entire marvel universe and i had no idea based off the jessica alba character from the first movie
0: yeah totally you absolutely hit it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, just look at comic book movies up to that point. I mean, like, the probably the best comic book movie up until the invention of the MCU. Uh, of course, Batman, um, Tim Burton's Batman set the yeah. standard for great comic book movies. Um, but I liked, um, like, Christopher Nolan, his take on Batman. But Marvel movies were just garbage. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of the X-Men series that they did. Um, and I hated other than Logan, I totally hated Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because Wolverine to me is short, I hated Logan, fucking stocky <laughs> and really pissed off. You know Hugh Jackman is tall and lanky, and I didn't think he pulled it off. But in Logan, he was unbelievable. We're going to disagree on that one. That's fair, totally fair.
1: I hated Logan.
0: <laughs> you hated Logan? Holy shit! That was a I hated
1: Logan. Oh my god! Oh
0: man, that was the amazing. most
1: depressing. I've watched movies yeah, about the Holocaust that were less yeah. depressing than that damn movie.
0: Yeah, it was pretty okay, depressing. Anyway, let's go. Ahead. Um, so so I wish they would have done an X Men, but the X Men movies weren't great. I mean, the comic book movies up to like Iron Man were just like, yeah, they're good. They're not something to yeah. like write anything home about. Um, right. but now these movies are just like. A whole other level of movie making yes, and i think they're going to do an, a, yes. a brilliant job um so who did you think mr fantastic's going to be
1: well the obvious choice obviously john krasinski he's been all yeah. over the web i think they've i mean they've pretty much nailed that one down yeah. but this is a fat this is a fantasy casting so i'm also going to put in a second one i love zachary quinto and i think that would be an amazing hmm. casting yes
0: yeah, yeah i uh, when people said john krasinski i Totally, I'm on board 100%. Oh, Uh, yeah, but if they're trying to go a little bit younger, because oddly enough, Jim from The Office is getting a little older, maybe they're looking for someone younger. Um, Zach Quinto, he's really good. Um, you can bring Chris Pine in, Chris Pine, you know, bring another Chris into the MCU. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be good. Um, Keanu, uh, (laughs) I think Keanu Reeves eventually is going to be in the MCU. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a little bit older. Uh, mr fantastic uh, no, I really can't
1: see- be a villain
0: yeah i really can't see anything beyond john krasinski so i'm gonna say him yeah uh sue storm
1: no emily blunt
0: <laughs> okay well there everybody, goes my answer
1: everybody wanted john krasinski and emily blunt and i said no i get some people love her i don't hate her she's flat to me i just don't think she can hold a character like sue storm My first thought, honestly, I thought it was crazy and just delusional. Did you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. No. Okay. The main character Midge, her name is the actress. Her name is Rachel. She actually showed up on a couple lists, so I'm not crazy. She is a fantastic lead in that series. She's smart. She's funny. She's got a range of emotions in that show. I highly recommend it. I think she would be a really interesting choice for Sue Storm. Right but if you've never seen it, then you can't really relate to what I'm saying right now.
0: <laughs> no, but I will take your word for it. Um, I think Jessie Smollett from uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. Uh, I think she'd be really great. Uh, she was able to handle action scenes really well. And she was can do action just as well as dramatic acting. I think she'd be a, a really excellent Sue Storm. Uh, Human Torch, you know, give me some smarmy teenager uh or like young adult that can fill the human torches role
1: well i know we can't have chris evans come back to reprise his role so i've moved on from that um you watched uh stranger things yes oh yeah dacre montgomery the guy who played billy Billy. hargrove i think he'd be great
0: man you're on fire dude (laughs) pardon the pun I mean, that was great.
1: Uh, no, I think you know he's got that young up-and-comer. He clearly showed he can hold his own on Stranger Things. That last season he was in was fantastic, and I just think he's right there on the cusp of um, really hitting something. And I just think he'd be a fantastic choice.
0: Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I wouldn't mind Steve from uh, Stranger Things. I think that dude was pretty good, oh, and he was yeah, he
1: showed up on the list.
0: Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I just thought of a really strange Mr. Fantastic though What if we brought back Daniel Radcliffe Daniel Radcliffe could be a great Mr. Fantastic
1: He's Harry Potter, nobody's going to see him pass anything
0: That's the thing though, like He's Harry Potter, but then he's going to be something completely different I think, think that would be a good role for him mm-hmm. um, And then finally the thing Big ol' Rockhead himself
1: uh, John Cena
0: John Cena,
1: hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was a tough one. There's a lot of good people. Again, this was another one. I saw a lot of names. I had no idea who they were. Um, I know I really like the the guy who plays Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. I wish we could take him for the role, David too. But I mean, obviously, he's Drax, and we can't take him for Fantastic Four. So I had to go with my second choice, John Cena. Some people out The Rock, I like The Rock but I just don't think he could be the
0: it's thing two on the nose. The Rock it's looks like a rock. <laughs> The Rock.
1: The uh, Rock the thing. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. Besides he's uh doing Black Adam over uh with DC so I don't think he'll be on a Marvel movie. Uh I'm going I'm not going to take credit for this one. I heard this one on a Kevin Smith podcast. Um but as soon as I heard it, I fucking I am 100% on board. Seth Rogen as the thing. Cause oh. you, don't have to, you don't have to be fucking built to be that guy. You can just be in a mocap suit, but Seth Rogen is the thing. I know. What was
1: it? Was it Michael Chiklis was the, uh, he's yeah, the Michael commish, Chiklis, but he was the thing. thing. That was a weird choice. Yeah. No, oh my God, I love it. Seth yeah. Rogen. I'm changing I think moving. that'd be fun. <laughs> All
0: right, so those are the whole slate. Uh, we we missed miss uh, Captain Marvel 2 uh, in there somewhere, but uh, we'll talk about that in here in just a second. A lot of fucking movies. Um, but even more shows. So, like Marvel and Disney are really investing in Disney Plus, and so they put a whole slate of shows. Um, the one that's coming out in later January, I'd say mid January, is WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Uh, WandaVision is uh, kind of like a 1950s sitcom. They said so. Uh, have, the trailers are out there. There's a couple of them. Uh, I'm jacked to see it. Uh, what about you?
1: Oh yeah. You know, before I said Black Widow, doing a, a side character with their own movie might be kind of hard. I think these quick little mini is the perfect way to give these, um, more or less, they're kind of sideline characters, to give them kind of their own spotlight. I love Paul Bettany as Vision. I'm super excited that he's going to be back in it. And it just, it does, it looks interesting. What's, um was that Pleasantville? It kind of reminded me of Pleasantville yeah. a little bit.
0: No, I, I think it's, the trailer. Uh, I, I really love this show called Community. I don't know if you've seen it, Christy. Um, but yeah. the the shows could be different. You could have like an animated show or a claymation show, and it's a sitcom. And um, I think it, that took a lot of balls to do a show like that. And this takes a lot of balls. Like, you know, making a whole like 1950s style sitcom around these two Marvel characters. I think it's a, a real bold choice and I'm real excited to see it. And as I said earlier, um, Wanda is rumored to be the the big bad from uh, the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. So uh, mm-hmm. she probably goes crazy, or something happens. Uh, the show that comes out I right agree, after that.
1: She has to go crazy.
0: She's, yeah, she's got I, a,
1: a she's got an interesting storyline. We've seen Loki's a bad guy, good guy. She could be the same thing.
0: Yeah. What a man! That was a brilliant segue. Because it's not on this list. It's like it's like way down the yeah. list. But in order of the shows coming out, Loki will be right after WandaVision. So what do you think about Loki?
1: Um, I I love Loki as a character. I think um, Tom... Fuck, I'm so bad at names. Hiddleston? Oh, uh, no.
0: Tom... No. Bill? I don't know.
1: I don't <laughs> the, the guy I don't who know. plays Loki. I think is fantastic in the universe him with his own movie i'm gonna put there with black widow i don't know if it's enough to hold its own but you know they've done some amazing things so i'm not gonna not watch it <laughs> yeah
0: i'm yeah i'm pretty meh about a loki show i don't i'm not too thrilled i'll check it out and if it you know first couple episodes stand out then i'll finish it up um falcon and winter soldier right after that um the rumor on falcon and winter soldier is that it's going to, uh, this happens right after Endgame and Falcon becomes the new Captain America, but they find out that there was uh, an African-American man uh, named Isaiah Bradley who actually was given the super, shol- super soldier sheerum. that shit is hard to say, <laughs> super soldier Sherem,
1: they have five uh, times before <laughs> Steve Rogers did.
0: Um, so he was originally, the original Captain America and he was a black man like in like, 1940s you know so Mm -hmm. um, they're gonna um, revisit that Um, so what do you think about Falcon and Winter Soldier
1: you know off the upcoming list this might be one of the things I'm most excited about frankly Um, Winter Soldier surprised me how much I love that character I think Sebastian Stan is fantastic I can't wait to see what he does with that role Um, no I'm super looking forward to it that's it's I'm excited doesn't that start soon too doesn't it yeah, oh, that's um,
0: Mark. Yeah. But it, I'm excited for it as well. Um, it'll be nice to have Falcon establish as Captain America, but um I think that they've already um cast Isaiah Bradley, so um he might be joining the MCU. I think Falcon maybe his reign as Captain America is gonna be a short one, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um another show I'm super excited about because I love this comic book character is Miss Marvel. Uh, she is a teenage pakistani immigrant who all of a sudden gets superpowers um and she's kind of like the peter parker story where he's an Mm -hmm. awkward teenage boy who gets superpowers she's an awkward teenage girl who also happens to be an immigrant in post 9-11 new york um so she is coming of age um it's produced um partly by mindy kaling who's a brilliant showrunner herself Uh, (coughs) And this show will directly tie in to Captain, America, or Captain Marvel 2. Um, so do you know much about Miss Marvel and how excited are the show are you?
1: This was one of the ones I had no clue even existed. Um, once I started Googling, I was super excited. Um, she is one of the newer characters to the universe. I think it's a perfect time to have a character like her um and i'm mm. absolutely excited to see what they do with it i think the the young girl that they've cast for that she looks like she's going to nail the character based off what i saw
0: yeah i, I highly recommend uh checking out the first uh, couple of uh graphic novels about miss marvel she's a really strong character really fun um and then they announced <laughs> that sam jackson is coming back and as uh nick fury and they are doing the secret invasion And if you don't know what the secret invasion is, um, the scrolls who were in the Captain Marvel movie, who in all of MCU history or Marvel history has always been bad. um, And they can replicate and turn into other people. Um, And so secret invasion is a whole bunch of these um, scrolls have been portraying um, members of the Avengers, uh, members of the, uh, uh, both the parties, I think the president at one time was a scroll. Um, and so uh, Samuel L. Jackson probably discovers that uh, these scrolls have been mimicking certain members of his team and certain members of the political parties, and he has to like weed them out. Um, it's a really cool series, um, but it's going to be hard to do, but it might be a way to reset the whole MCU at that point because mm. the people who died you know, may not have died. They might've just been their scroll diet or something. (laughs) Um, So do you know anything about Secret Invasion? And on a level of like one to five, how excited for Secret Invasion with Sam Jackson are you?
1: Well, this is where I realized that I was not, in fact, a Marvel nerd, that I was just a complete (laughs) beginner at this. I had no idea this existed. I had to look into it. Um, it looks like Captain America is one of the first people th- of the Avengers that the scrolls actually impersonate. So if it means we get more Chris Evans in a tight form, I am ass. scale of one to five, five excited. <laughs> Bring back America's ass. Um, I don't know. Is this level might two? Be Chris Evans much? asked number ten. Five. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. Um, this. Is either going to be too much and it's just going to kill a good thing or it'll be great. I don't know. Well, that kind of
0: ties into my last question here is like, is it too much? There's so much, there's so many movies. Um, there's so many shows like, and there still have the X-Men still waiting in the wings. I mean, is it too much, especially since they're all connected?
1: Uh, Can you have too much of a good thing? I don't know. Um, if they're done right, if they stick true to all the different characters and they don't try to do cookie cutter movies where it's the same thing over and over again. I like that they're exploring different ways of doing it, like doing WandaVision the way they're doing that, how they're bringing characters we already love and that they're, they can be good, they can be bad. I think they can get away with most of this but I also think it's going to be a very fine line where they get to where they go too far. And it is too much. They just need to know when to quit ahead. Um, and that it's just, it's going to take a bright, a break, sorry, start over. It's going to take a great mind to realize when they've reached that limit. And I don't know who's in charge of that.
0: Yeah. Um, especially since Kevin Feige is going to eventually make his way over to Lucasfilm, um, And you're not going to have that same kind of direction that uh, the MCU has really enjoyed over this last 10 years. I'm super concerned about it because, you know, they are trying to uh, take risks and they're bringing in, you know, new minds to direct these movies. But there's so much. And they're trying to tell obscure stories. Like Guardians of the Galaxy worked. I don't know enough about Eternals um to like really be emotionally invested in it i'll give it a chance but like you know they're taking a huge risk on the eternals because there's the eternals are gonna basically lead in to this whole new phase of movies and i don't know a fucking thing about it so there's a chance that if they don't put the right director in place that they could totally lose it i think angelina jolie might actually be directing it to be honest with you Mm -hmm. um but I mean there's too much there's so much stuff I mean um Secret Invasion is it's a really cool story but it's not like one of the Marvel stories like the Infinity Gauntlet was like one of the pinnacle um stories from Marvel um Secret Invasion like a, it was a cool series back in like early 2000s or late 90s um and the only reason I read it is because I knew they were making a show about it so like you know that's an obscure series and they're Putting out, throwing a lot of money. They're bringing back Samuel <laughs> Jackson. That dude's not cheap uh, for a Disney Plus show. You have I mean, to they're pay putting a lot of money in
1: and... motherfucker, and it gets expensive with him. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> they got bleep all that shit out, man. Their editors are getting paid <laughs> overtime. Um, uh, they're and they're making these shows like they're making movies. They're putting three hundred million dollars into Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, they're making they're, they're they have high budgets, um, but i mean that's just a lot of stuff and uh some sometimes less is more man like
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they're coming out with one or two disney or uh, MCU movies a year like that was great and they let into each other and if you you watch the one at the beginning of the year it ties into the one at the end of the year they make sense but now you have to watch all these shows like you have to watch miss marvel to know what's going on in captain marvel you need to watch Falcon winter soldier. And that's going to lead into this one. You have to watch WandaVision Cause that leads into Dr. Strange. And so now you have like all these different tentacles and it, it's so much that there's a really uh, likely chance that someone's going to drop it. And it's going to like kind of, you know, snowball, especially if Kevin Feige leaves, you're not going to have that same person, that same vision leading people through some of these clunkers like Kevin Feige, his vision and bring in Taika Waititi after the shit that happened in Thor uh, Dark Crystal or whatever the fuck it's called. That movie sucked. That startup sucked. But <laughs> like, Kevin wait, Feige was like, <laughs> like, you know, that movie sucked so bad. I'm going to bring in <laughs> Taika Waititi and to resurrect this whole franchise. And, you know, he was able to move on. Yeah. You know, without his, Kevin Feige's vision, it's, I don't know how they can survive a lot of these clunkers that are destined to come out. There's just so much stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely catering to a very niche market. I mean, those of us who are interested will probably watch all of it. But if it were me 10 years ago, when I first watched Iron Man, it was like, oh, I like Robert Downey Jr. I can go into that movie not knowing anything and still enjoy it. Are you going to be able to do that same thing when you get to the Eternals or Secret Invasion? You're going to need to know so much history. Are you going to be able to enjoy it?
0: Are they only catering
1: to just this group?
0: yeah you have to have disney plus to watch these shows so if you don't want to it's you know seven bucks a month granted but not everybody can do seven bucks a month you know it's cheaper than going
1: to the movies
0: yeah movies i don't know i don't know when the next time we're gonna see a big time marvel movie in the theaters man it breaks my heart i love going to see these superhero movies in imax it's like one of the best things in the world um and I'm really sad that uh, it's kind of destined to, we're going to lose a bunch of these theaters. A lot of these movies are going to be at home. Like, that's cool watching a, a movie at home. But like, when you're missing out on IMAX or Denver, here has a 40X theater where you're like in the seats that move and like it shoots water. And like when people shoot at you, you feel like air puffing at your ears and shit. That shit's awesome. But that's going to, you know, stuff like that's going to go away. That's really unfortunate. So. All right. That's the MCU. That was our, uh, our episode two quick hits of the high podcast. Um, next week is going to be uh, Mel from the Maha podcast and myself. We are going to do our uh, favorites of 2020. Um, so make sure you check in next Wednesday, the 30th, about eight o'clock again. Um, I can't like invite you guys to come watch it because I'm still in jail for 30 more days. So um, but make sure you, you are following our page. Um, and like I said, so next uh, Wednesday at about 8 o'clock, Mel and I are doing our year-end show. Um, I'm trying to find a, a time that my wife and I can do our bad movie reviews show. We're really anxious, but we're uh, trying a, different, a couple different formats to see what works best. Um, we haven't quite found one that works yet. We're trying to do like a, a riff on bad movies, but where technology isn't quite where we need it to be yet for us to be able to do that live. Um, so uh, but that'll be up hopefully by the uh, first of the year. Um, I know James is working and editing together the Santori project. Um, so make sure you follow the Santori project. Make sure you follow on Truckee Pacific. Make sure you follow on High podcast. Um, we're going to start our uh, season three on January 29th. And we're going to premiere the Santori project trailer. Um, the Santori project. Should drop about uh first of March, and then we have a bunch of shows lined up. We have like an eight episode season, I believe. Uh, James is aiming for some really great shit from Santori. Um, you know, if you have any questions, uh, comments, concerns, if any refund requests, uh, go <laughs> to the mile high podcast at gmail.com, the mile high podcast at gmail.com, and uh, you can go to our webpage www dot pacific.com you know james does this and he's like so smooth doing all these plugs and shit he's just like rips them out I'm, a, <laughs> I'm real clunky about doing this shit um but ultimately uh i want your money you know my parents gave me money they were literally the first sponsors we had here at Truckee pacific where my mom and dad i want people other than my mom and dad to be the sponsors <laughs> of uh the mahi podcast and all our Truckee pacific shows So if you would like to be a sponsor, go to at Chucky Pacific 303 on Venmo. Uh, Search us out there. Uh, $1, $5. No donation is too small. No donation is too big. Um, Anything over 50 bucks, uh, you get to tell us what we talk about. So if you sponsor (laughs) a show, then we will literally talk about whatever the fuck it is that you want to talk about. Um, And we'll invite you on the show as one of our guests. So you can't be like 50 bucks. I'm going to sponsor a show and you're going to talk about sex toys, but I'm not going to, if you're going to make us talk about sex toys, you better fucking come on the show and talk about sex toys. Cause <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but 50 bucks, go to Venmo at Chucky Pacific three Oh three. And that's it. So, you know, I ho- thank you guys so much for watching. You guys have a uh, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy Festivus, happy Kwanzaa, all those fucking holidays. Uh, if anybody snarks at you for saying, ah, it's Merry Christmas, like, motherfucker, there's like five different holidays coming up. So, uh, Christy, thank you so much for joining. Ha- did you have a good time?
1: I did, Dave. Thank you.
0: Good. I loved having you on. So, you're welcome on anytime. You will have passed the audition. We are going to have you on again.
1: <laughs> um, it's one you need, of you greatest need honors
0: merch. of your life, I'm sure.
1: Dave, you need merch.
0: We do. We are. We're, James is working on merch. That's one of his projects in the off season. Uh, we're looking at a few different things and we're gonna start selling it through our webpage. Um, when you do merch, you have to like pay money. And if so, people have yeah. to pay us money so we can buy the shit to sell you again. So,
1: so again, for only a dollar a day, you too can sponsor a podcast. <laughs> yes.
0: You know, we need Sarah McLaughlin on here. Like, in the of. <laughs> these guys need money to buy weed and pay for their t-shirts sweet, sweet merch the <laughs> arms of the angel. so uh, thank you guys so much for watching happy Festivals, merry christmas chrissy you have a, a great christmas um i loved having you on and you are one of my favorite people in the world so uh i love you guys have a good time have a good night
1: love you dave bye Bye.
0: This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the mile high podcast at gmail.com.